0: We're at a restaurant, and it was okay, very important. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say mm-hmm. that every time somebody starts talking, like the first couple of episodes that I've done, yes, every time somebody starts talking about these chapters, I yeah. sweat. <laughs> <laughs> like I hate like. I already want to. I, I'm all clenched. Every Everything is clenched. And I am pretty cringy. not, even, we're not the good part yet, Joey. I know. I know. But I know what's happening. Hi, and welcome to When You Fick Me in the Eyes, a podcast about the Gay Joes Brothers fan fiction that I wrote when I was 14. I'm Joey, and I have a master's degree in creative writing, and this is what I'm using it for. That's a threat. On the podcast, we journey through my first forays in fiction. Every writer has a beginning, and mine was fan fiction. Others had, like, you know, <laughs> regular trajectories, but here we are. You know, I'm proud of where I came from. I'm proud of what I've written. This podcast is about exploring that and you know having fun with friends and talking about like fan fiction tropes and picking apart a story that is not meant to be picked apart but like picking apart with the hopes of maybe turning it into something new or maybe learning something about myself along the way and maybe you'll learn something along with us dear listener this podcast doesn't just involve me and my friends talking about the fic that I wrote we also talk about you know the Story structure, characterization, motivation. We talk about gender, we talk about colonialism, even. Usually, the podcast starts off really silly because, you know, it's a really silly time. And instead of, like, you know, bemoaning the existence of the first thing that I've ever written in my life, You know, might as well celebrate it a little bit and have fun, have a silly time with it because it's nothing serious at all. So it usually starts like this. To start with, you gave me no context beyond just Joe Jonas fanfiction. So when I opened this and I saw and I realized that this is from Joe Jonas's POV, I was so excited. (laughs) It's just like, oh my God, POV, I'm Joe Jonas. (laughs) Yeah, me, you are JoJo's. Yeah, um, a lot of the fix were in first person. So I had uh, to go with the flow, you know? That's so interesting. Or this. They discuss the, uh, upcoming concert that's going to happen, and I would really like to read this lineup for you. No! Uh, that's the worst, <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Are you okay. ready? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so they are playing with the Pussycat Dolls. No. Uh, Miley and Demi, who are referred to by their first names only. Okay. Um, Of course. MCR. Sure. Oh no. MCR is there. Um, Secondhand Serenade, which is an interesting choice. (laughs) And Katy Perry and Fall Out Boy is also there, but they're not mentioned again. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Thanks and it's sort of implied that there might be others um is this Coachella <laughs> yeah. basically it's such a weird lineup i don't know it's how it's going to happen like i don't think i knew what a concert was so maybe that's why <laughs> and maybe like like i saw like the pussycat dolls in like the, while i was skimming through this document and i was like what the fuck what do you mean the pussycat dolls but then we really get into the nitty-gritty of you know, the characters and why I wrote the way I wrote. What a repressed, like, 14-year-old Christian boy could, like, release into the world. And then we end up with, like, more serious conversations. Conversations like this. Everybody is writing, like, all these self-concert fanfics. I did it in a gay way, you know? And that's <laughs> basically what I'm doing now as I struggle to write something and make an actual book is that I want to take tropes from like regular YA fiction or regular fiction and make it just gay. I think that's what the genre needs. Honestly, I think (laughs) it's like, it's what Quizilla needed. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about like when crazy rich Asians came out, a lot of people are like, there's so many tropes in this movie. And it's like on one hand, yeah. But on the other hand, like, when you represent a minority in some Mm way with a trope, it flips it on its head and it changes it in a way that makes it new, right? Mm -hmm. And it says something completely different. Yeah, because if everything was straight and white and, like, the basis is straight and white, like, obviously it's the same trope, but when you see it um, with not straight and not white characters, people of color... Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a lot more interesting to see because it just Mm -hmm. means that we're the same people. You know, we are not that different from one another because these tropes match and that Mm -hmm. these tropes are like somewhat, I'm not saying all of them, but somewhat universal. And that means the white people and the straight people are not better. We are the same. We are equal. And therefore these tropes should work as well. We don't have to create new tropes to you know and other ourselves more we are we are like from the same you know we're the same people we're people we're human beings that's right. it the universal human nature of storytelling right yeah or conversations like this the way i was taught growing up it was just like you have to speak in english write in english to get like a good job, for people to respect you, and for people to think you're smart. And even though I get a lot of privilege out of me being able to speak English and write English well, I feel awful about not being able to speak in Filipino the way others do. There were a lot of times where people wouldn't talk to me because i would only re- reply to them in english right. and, like they would only hear me speaking in english and i feel bad because i'm in this country why can't i speak this language why am i why have i let the colonial mentality like take me over as a person and you know it's just a lot of guilt that um, I wish I was a better Filipino. At the same time, I also recognize that it's a privilege to have this kind of problem. So I check myself for that all the time. In America, uh, a lot of people have like similar, like immigrants or children of immigrants have similar uh, situations with their language like they don't um sometimes people's parents like don't teach them their native language because they mm. want to fit into English mm. and then you grow up and you really have a lot of regret about that mm. um, yeah but unfortunately English is taking over and people uh think that it needs to be the the language that everyone uses internationally to be considered uh smart which is exactly. ridiculous it's really hard now to like pick up a language that you are supposed to know especially me like yeah i get immigrant children like they're in the states they live yeah but you feel like that e- <laughs> it's your own country right? yeah i'm in my own country and i don't but, feel I like mean, i belong it's not your fault that you were colonized so <laughs> <laughs> yeah or like this I think what makes a true conflict and a really grounded conflict is when both people have faults in it um and i could see glimmers of that but it was almost as if you were kind of skirting around that true kind of conflict so it felt very surface level at Mm, times yeah Um, and i just i that really tracks the conflict that you know that could have been so to speak is I'll, like you said, a lot of self-reflection and me, I wasn't ready to reflect on myself as a yeah. as a kid because I grew up like, you know, Christian and all of that stuff and, and it was like, you can never you weren't allowed to doubt you know, right. you were never allowed to doubt the faith and if you ever doubt like, in my mind, like if I reflect on my faith and what it means for my identity it means that i'm going to hell right away right like there's like you know like no yeah. way out of it you're going to hell if you ever doubt anything so that's why i didn't allow myself to self-reflect also i was like 15 so i don't think self-reflection yeah. was a thing and if you're interested in hearing the rest of the story i have six episodes out and there is more to come every other friday go ahead follow this podcast subscribe to this podcast it's almost everywhere. Follow the social media for updates on the next episode. It's Wifemite on both Twitter and Instagram. That's W-Y-F-M-I-T-E. When you fit me in the eyes, abbreviated. wife might. Follow those accounts on Twitter and Instagram, and I will update you when a new episode drops. So join me in this weird, weird journey through the past, in a way, and... Remember, please don't tell the Jonas Brothers.